everybody. Welcome to this Xbox Life episode number 646 titled Keystone. Actually, this is more like Keystone. There's a question mark at the end of it. But before we get on with the show, want to mention real quick, we are not affili- affiliated with Microsoft or the Xbox in any way. This is a show being done by fans for fans of the Microsoft Xbox. The views and opinions expressed on the show do not necessarily reflect those of Microsoft. And I am one of your fine hosts for today. My name is Rob, also known as Presar. And with me, as always, I got my good buddy, Brun. Hello, hello. BJ Swick 33 I am a good buddy, Mark. Hey, everybody. How you doing? This is Wingman709. And uh, I don't think I mentioned it earlier. I think I, I glossed over this. This is the show about Xbox gaming and anything else we want to talk about. Although we're probably not going to talk about towels. It's been a couple of years since we talked about towels. Yeah. Like at least five years. Or is this talking about towels right now? It might be. You're talking about them right now. Yes. Stop doing it. Stop talking about them. <laughs> so I won't talk about towels, but I will talk about the TXL Game Pass Game of the Month for March 22, and that is Guardians of the Galaxy, also known as the game that goes on forever. So did you ever finish it? <sighs> I we picked this because we knew it was something those, you played. <laughs> yeah. Those like last levels are sucking the life out of me. It just I I think I'm actually in the last like boss battle of like 4000. <laughs> <laughs> I thought the same thing. 3 1,999 battles. This is the last one. And then there's just one more. But that's the Game Pass Game of the Month for March. Play the game. Let us know what you think about it. Um, We've got a thread on the Facebook group. Send us a voicemail. Send us an email. Uh, And you might just be wondering. It's like, how do I send those? Well, it's at our website, thisxboxlife.com. Click on the widget. On the right-hand side, leave us a voicemail up to 90 seconds if you need to talk longer leave more than one but uh yeah let us know what you think about it and we'll uh air it read it whatever however you send it we'll we'll share it on the show and now with what we've been playing i haven't played a thing how about you mark (laughs) I've actually done a little bit of gaming this week, um, and nice. it's thanks to the community. So I, I when I completed Dying Light 2, I, I have, I was like, I'm waiting for, like, I think it's the end of this month for Tiny Tina's Wonderlands oh, yeah. to come out. Um, so I was like, what am I going to do in the meantime? And I've basically exhausted Ghost Recon Breakpoint, which I did play this week. I did go back in anyways and just fly around and just do some uh um parts like going after parts and stuff and there's faction missions that like renew every day i guess so i was just doing some of those just for something to do but um outside of that i i put a poll last week um in our facebook group and said i've got some back ordered stuff some backlog not back ordered, but backlog games some are very old <laughs> um and i'm like i left it to the community to tell me what to play 
And they uh, unanimously, not unanimously, but overwhelmingly voted for Jedi Fallen Order to go back and complete that game. And I played it maybe, maybe halfway, maybe slightly. Yeah, I think about halfway I probably got maybe a little less than that, but it was a frustrating. And last week I talked about it and it was more most mostly frustration about the game. And so some people probably were upset with me. What I did this week was I made it, I moved, I changed the difficulty to easy. And cause I'm like, I just, the game is so frustrating and it's, it just seems so overly hard and it felt like I don't have enough health. Every little hit was just taking me down so far and I didn't have hardly any stims. And, and so I put it down to easy and was actually able to play the game. <laughs> oh, nice. So I've actually completed the story today and, um, it was a lot better under easy. It did. I mean, cause I had it, I didn't have it on hard. I just had it on regular, but to me, it really seemed really hard in, it takes a long time to get, you know, your powers and learning different things. So I felt like that came a little too slow. And, and as I got, as the game progressed, and I got more powers and more abilities. I actually enjoyed the game a lot better. I still think it's way too much platforming. I mean, everything's platforming in this, you know, which I guess it, I don't know. It's just, it's too much. I think it's just too much platforming. Um, I would have had more fun just focusing on battling and, and stuff like that. And, you know, cut the puzzles down in half. Um, but it, it, there was some really cool maneuvers, some real cool animations. Um, again, they, you should be able to disrupt those, but again, it's when you, when you put it on easy, it definitely helps. Um, cause you can take those hits while you're stuck in that animation and you're not dead instantly. Um, so I, I did enjoy the story. The end of that game totally surprised me. I was not expecting what happened at the end. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, I was like in panic mode. I was like, I got to run. I got to run. I got to You mean the fight? The fight? The very yeah. end. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, holy crap. Um, and I guess, I mean, I probably could say what happened because this, this game's what, two, three years old. It's yeah. I mean, I, I don't want to spoil if you haven't played it and you don't want to know spoiler alert for a few minutes. Um, so you're, you're, you're basically at the end of the game and all of a sudden you, you, you fight an inquisitor about maybe the halfway point, maybe a little, uh, probably a little bit further in than that. Um, you, you maybe about three quarters of the way, I think, um, cause you're going after this device called the holocron and you get it. And then an inquisitor shows up who you've met before in the game. Um, and you kind of have a little duel with, with, with her, but it's, it's not, you know, it's more scripted. So um, you are intended to meet her later. 
And then she ended up fighting her in this and you end up taking her lightsaber, but she ends up stealing the holocron and running. Um, so you still have to go after her. So you get to the very end of the game and you catch up with her and you're fighting her. And um, you basically kind of defeat her. And there's another person on your team that's talking to her and she kind of like freezes up and, you know, you know, it kind of, it was like a reliving of all these things that happened and what got her to that point. And then you hear this very distinctive breath. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, no way. And here comes freaking Vader, man. And he kicks all kinds of butt. And I'm like, you know, you're no match at all. And it's just like, there's no way. And I'm sitting here panicking. I'm like, there's no way. There's no way I can fight Vader. It's impossible. You know, and, you know, basically the game's just like run. And like, I I know the first time I was trying to run, he's just ripping stuff up and things are flying. And I'm, I'm trying to leap. I'm running over this bridge that he's tearing apart and you leap to the next one. And all of a sudden he catches me and force pulls me to him and kills me. And I was like, wait a minute, that's not fair. You know? So I'm like, how am I supposed to avoid that? That's the only way to go. And, um, but the second time, I don't know if it was timing and you got to get, I think it's like, you got to time everything. Like when he pulls something, then you're free. Cause he's going to, it's going to take him a second to pull you again. Um, but you're just running and it's just, everything's falling down around you. And it's just like, it was all like, my heart's just like, <laughs> so it, it was, it was pretty crazy. It was fun. Um, I really, I really did dig the story it was really good. Um, and uh, when you're fighting with the night sisters and, you know, that was just really cool. Um, you know you end up fighting a, an old Jedi master that kind of went crazy. And, you know, there's some really fun stuff in there and some different things to, to do. So it was really well done. Um, it's just, I think that the medium or regular level of the game that it defaulted to was just a little too hard, uh, especially to start when you don't have any powers. Like it's uh, so that, that was my biggest thing was like, this just seems a little tough. So, for me, putting it on easy made it a big difference and uh, um, really kind of solved all my issues. And I really did have a good time. And I thank the community for saying, hey, finish this. So um, I had a couple other games on that list, but there was one that I missed. So I'm actually, um, I, I need to do Marvel Avengers. I never did finish that. I think I got pretty close. Well, I thought I'll go into that in a minute. Um, I've got to play Guardians of the Galaxy. I need to finish up. It takes two, but that requires my daughter to be here. So someday we'll finish that. Um, and I think there was another one on my list. Oh, the Maneater DLC. Um, but so I was like, okay, I'm going to hit another one in my backlog. So I started Marvel Avengers today. I went back and kind of resumed where I was. Wow. Has that game changed? Wow. I mean, as soon as I booted it up, it gave me two achievements. I was like, huh? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, maybe they fixed something that I earned in the past and it didn't get the credit for. But um, if you're done with the game and you're missing some achievements, maybe just boot it up. Um, but they've really, there's like four campaigns now where there was only one when I was playing it. Now there's four. 
Um, and I'm like 85% through the first one. And there's all kinds of stuff. They've changed the way the, the, um, what do you call it? Like getting resources and stuff and the way you build stuff or, you know, uh, customize gear and, uh, it's, it's all changed. Um, so, and there's like a lot of cosmetics. There's a store in there now, so you can change the way your characters look and buy different skins. But, um, and that one's just going to take me a little bit, but, uh, to learn, you know, but again, with all the different Avengers, I just go in and review, okay, hit this button to this, and this is that, and oh, this is their super and, you know, but I did play a mission today and I had a lot of fun and I always liked that game. I don't, I think it was one of those that just other stuff came out and got me distracted. So it wasn't like Jedi Fallen Order. I got frustrated and I, I just felt like, uh, I just couldn't, couldn't get into it and didn't realize that I had it on a, a harder level than I should have been. But, um, Marvel Avengers, I was like, I don't know why I ever left this game. So I kind of want to finish that before I go into, um, guardians of the galaxy. Cause from what Rob said, that game is very long and it's like, I want to get Avengers kind of done, but now I've seen, they got four campaigns or something. I don't understand that. So I'll have to see what all that's about, but Looks like they've added a lot of stuff to that game. Um, I also booted up Battlefield 2042 this past week. Um, hadn't played that for a while. Um, despite all the issues, I still like. I still enjoy the game. Yeah. Um, it's just really there's the one thing I feel like that game needs is like a performance mode. Um, I feel like it's not fluid. Um, which I think has always been the problem for me with Battlefield because I'm I'm I compare it to like Call of Duty, um, and not not the gameplay but the way your character moves. Where I've always loved Call of Duty or Titanfall because it's very quick and seamless, and you know where Battlefield feels more of like a delay. Like you want to turn and it's it's slow because like well your torso has to twist and then your arms come around and it feels like you're your character doesn't move as quick as I want it to. And it, it's not like an instant thing, but like, you know, Brian, you know, difference between battlefield and call of duty and with character movement, right. there's a big difference. And I, and I always felt like that was hampering me. Um, but I still, I went in and, and it, it's kind of fun because uh, I was playing the other day and I was like, I'm just, I like to play the medic. And I like, when I see people down, I'm like, I just run for them. I'm like, I'm on my way, I'm on my way, you know? Yeah. And then I get there and it's like, poof, they're gone. I'm like, no, you jerk. <laughs> you couldn't yeah, hold on for two seconds. That's, but that is very frustrating to me. Cause I also mainline medic. I mean, I've brand medic in battlefield forever. It's, it's just, yeah. you know, um, also because of the way the points used to work in, in the past as well, when you only had four kits, you know, or four or five kits. That was a way to get points is throwing down med packs and healing and stuff. So I always liked running medic. And then when you got on another squad and you were a medic and you picked people up, they were like surprised. I was like, yeah, because I run medic to be a medic. Yeah. Like I, this is my job, you know? And oh. I get extremely frustrated when people are just like, you know, you run out in the middle of nowhere to save somebody and they're just like, whoop. And they just disappear. It was like, will you please let me revive yeah. you? You know, and it's like very annoying. <laughs> that, but you know that what? 
when you are a medic and you go down, who revives you? Nobody. Exactly. That's why no one waits for the medic. Yeah. Because nobody revives. I'm, I was down in a group of people and they're just standing there and I'm like, Hey guys. And I'm hitting the button. Revive me. Revive. Nobody. Well, and I just walk on by and I'm like, guys, you pick me up. I'm going to throw med packs out for you. If one of you goes down, I'm going to be here to revive you. It's like, keep your medic alive. You know, there's, because I do, I run out there in the midst of fire, just a, you know, and even if I go down, if I get them up to me, it's a success. Right. You know, that's kind of my goal. Cause I suck it for some reason. I suck at killing people in this game. I just, so I'm like, I'm just going to revive. I'm going to throw out packs. I just basically try to stay alive and run around and, and heal people. So, right. And, but. and, and the thing is, is there's other games like more serious level games. I want to say than you know, than battlefield like squad or hell let loose where, you know, you, you get, you get two, 300 tickets. And every death is like, and you, when you say, okay, I'm going to give up. And it's like, Hey, you're going to cost your team one ticket, you know? And they're like, and you're like, Oh, okay. You know? And one ticket's a big deal in those games. Like, you know, one, one death is kind of a big deal there. We're in battlefield. It's like deaths count, but also the tickets from, you know, taking down from how many capture points you have. And, you start out with like a thousand or fifteen hundred, and you know those are twenty twenty five a minute rounds. Where in squad and hell at loose, they're hour long rounds. <laughs> and when you go down in squad or or in hell at loose, you, you'll sit there like people sit there for a minute, two minutes waiting for a medic because it's a huge deal to give up that one, you know, that one thing. Yeah, and I feel like if. They they need to kind of change it to be more. I don't want to say more of a punishment because there are times when just nobody's around. But if there's people within a couple meters of you, you know, because you know, like when somebody's near you, if you're within a couple meters or whatever, if people within a couple meters of you, and you're just like quick to do it, you should have to wait thirty seconds to spawn. Because then it would be like, now nah, you should have waited, you know, for somebody the person two meters from you to pick you up. But if nobody, yeah. you know, if you're if you're not being picked up and somebody's near you for, you know, 15, 20, you know, 10, 15 seconds. OK, now you can give up. But if you give up in the first five seconds, you should be you should have to wait 20. So you yeah. might as well you might as well wait the extra 10 seconds. You know what I mean? They have to kind of figure out something when it comes to that or maybe when they get done with fixing or changing the stuff they're going to change, you know, maybe that'll that'll happen. But that's the other thing, too, with Battlefield, is that anybody in your squad can pick up anybody. And yeah. med- medics, and, and then there's two people that can pick up everybody else. And that that's the other thing. It, it's just like a lot of people don't run medic now because anybody can pick up anybody. Of course, you can be a sniper that, you know, <laughs> supplies ammo with people. Medics, and, medics do it faster. Well, I know they're faster. They're They're clearly, which didn't. That was a patch in like they fixed that after release. Right. It never used to be that way, which is a benefit. But yeah. there, there's yeah. just there's a couple that's that that's one of the things that bugs me about the game. But I'm in the same boat you are. Like I enjoy playing the game. It's just uh, you know, they gotta work out their stuff. Like I think this I still think the specialist is the worst thing that's happened. Battlefield. And that's because they try to cram some other game they were building into Battlefield. 
<laughs> and that's just you know, for it. So yeah, but sorry. Continue. I'd jump in. No, it's fine. <laughs> um, I did play Injustice 2 just because I had to win three matches to get some Xbox reward points. So <laughs> I I played that via the cloud. Um, and it worked great. Like I honestly I would have no, I would not have known the the difference. Um I mentioned Ghost Recon. Um, and then I actually did re-download Hitman 3. Yay. I did use a guide. Well, I used a guide for that party that I was at. It's what Showstopper, I think, is the name of the map. Yeah. Uh, where you gotta kill the two people. Yeah. The thing is, is that only showed like how to kill one guy. So I I killed the guy and then I still like struggled to figure out how to do the woman. So I killed the guy by dropping the, the lighting. Um, when he went out on stage, I dropped the, the oh, lights on him okay, from cool. above. Yeah. And then I knew the lady kept going up on the top balcony, like to a bar and drinking. So I spent a lot of time trying to hunt down some poison. Oh. I finally found it. And then I gave it to her. And it was kind of funny. Cause I thought the poison would kill her. So I put it in the glass. I watched her come up and take a drink, and then I left. And uh, then I went to the light thing, and I, I killed the guy. And then I'm like, okay, still doesn't say she's dead. And I could see her, but I looked like she was puking. Yeah, so I went back. I got my way back upstairs, and I found her. She was alone in a bathroom. So I walked in and killed Girl. her with that like wire, uh, whatever, the, like, the wire that you have. Yeah. And, like uh, drowning them left. in the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's pretty funny to do, by the way. I, I didn't know I could do that. That would yeah. have been better. <laughs> if she's throwing up, if you walk up, it's like, you know, drown and you just shove her head in the toilet and you drown. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, so actually in that in that round, I found killing the woman was the, you know, doing the woman was the easiest. And there's the guy, his name is Hel- Helmut. 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 Yeah. Yeah. So like if you dress up as him. And, and like you go and you knock him out and you take his phone or whatever and you dress up as him or you, you get to him and people think you're him because you look like him. Right. Um, you can get the phone and call her and be like, hey, where were we supposed to meet? And then you go and you get your makeup put on. Then you walk the runway. Like because you're a, you know, runway, a model or whatever. And then you uh-huh. can go upstairs. And when you're upstairs, that's why I choked her out and just put her in the cabinet, you know, snapped her neck, put her in the cabinet and. I was done with done with that one. And the thing is, is nobody knows at that point because you're allowed up there and she wants yeah. to meet with you and she meets with you alone. So the guy ah, was more nice. was harder to do for me. But I eventually just. Um, what I do, I knocked out his guard that followed him around and I took his phone. And then I went up into his office and I called like a code one, which means everybody runs him up and locks him into his office. And I killed him in his office <laughs> and then got away. <laughs> nice. So yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. There's there's so many ways. It's, I mean, it's it's that's why I was saying it's like if you get to a point like where you where you get stuck or whatever, it's like, no, watch watch a thing on it because you just want to get to the next one, you know? So it's yeah. Cool. Cool. cool stuff. I did, and I will I will try the next one as well. So but I didn't. I just got through that one and it took me so long that I was like, all right, that's like two hours. <laughs> Like, yeah. uh, on to something else. <laughs> so those are not quick and easy, I guess, unless you know what you're doing. I suppose you can go back um, and try a different route a little bit better. And 
but you got all those people watching and you, you know, it's like, okay, I can't walk past this guy. Cause he's going to recognize that I'm not, I know that my disguise is fake. And so you got to avoid all those people and try to figure out how to get around. But it, I was, I was glad to finally like get that one and be successful on there. So I'm like, I'll keep, I'll keep going through these. I'll just use, like you said, I'll use a, a guide if I have to. So, but that's it. What have you played this week? So, well, we were talking about, you're talking about battlefield and I mentioned squad played some more squad this week. Good times. Uh, hooked up, you know, with like soul assassin and, Today was hilarious because we we were in vehicles, so we weren't doing a, run, a bunch of running around. We were doing vehicle combat, kind of parked on top of this hill, and he is like shooting tank shells from like across the map. And these are pretty big maps, and just these helicopters are flying around. And he shot a helicopter out of the air. Now this isn't like only in battlefield type shooting a, a helicopter. This was like massive tank shell drop from a large you know from a far distance and it, it was hilarious but it's it's those games are fun i love how hard they are and how realistic they are um but it's like a mix between escape from tarkov it's easier than more f- forgiving than escape from tarkov but uh from squad and hell at loose and those those games are so much fun to be um you, you again you just can't get frustrated when you get killed because you just know what you're getting into you played it um did a little more f1 because f1's drive to survive four comes out on netflix tomorrow and they're in season testing this week and race first race of the years next week um but then also got back into a set of corsa competition as competizione, however you like to say that um which is more like the GT E4 cars or GT4, GT3 cars. Um, but it is a sim. It is a racing sim. Yeah. Um, you know, even more of a racing sim than what GT7 or GT8. What was the new GT? GT7, I think, still went out for, for PlayStation. Yeah. Um, Forza, like these are more sim. That's more of a sim game than those games are. So. Um, it's those, those things are fun. So I've been working on getting my safety rating up because you have to have certain levels of safety ratings to join certain races, um, because they will not let new players drive with experienced players because they don't want you wrecking them. So, and if you get in any accidents that drops your rating and which has the type of stuff, I think Forza needs to have, uh, so and I were actually talking about that. It's like Forza needs to have safety ratings put in it. So you just don't get the guy who wrecks everybody. You know, like he wouldn't be able to take part in you wouldn't be able to take part in races if you wrecked everybody and you have a safety safety rating of two. And say we all had like safety ratings of fifty, we would say you'd have to have fifty or above to join a race. So but we'll see what they do. But that's all I got. That's all I did. Mostly racing. Huh. Back to you, okay. Rob in the All right. All right. <laughs> Uh, real quick before we get on with the show, if you consume this podcast on any of those podcasting media services like iTunes, Stitcher, whatever, uh, make sure to find the show on there and give us a rating. It's a great way to support the show. It just takes a couple of seconds and we'd really appreciate it. And we also have a Facebook group. If you're not a member of the Facebook group, you can 
easily join by just finding this Xbox Life, the group, uh, within Facebook and just ask to be a member and we'll let you right in after you answer the two simple questions in there. Um, we also uh, can get voicemails, like I mentioned earlier, at our website, thisxboxlife.com. There's a voicemail widget on the right-hand side of the screen. Just click it, leave a message. You can also send us an MP3 recording to contact at this Xbox Life. That also works as well. We'll play that on the show. And uh, we did get a voicemail from Catflap1970. I get it. Hi, guys. Catflap1970 here. Giving some feedback on Borderlands 3. I've been playing that game uh, quite a lot lately, but I might be getting old or just stupid or both. The map configuration is a nightmare to understand and work. To such an extent, I am getting confused of the linear path of the main game story. And because of that, I've ended up playing two DLCs, which I believed was the actual main game. So I've done the sort of Cowboy West one and now a casino one, um, Handsome Jack's Casino. I thought these were the main games, the DLCs. Is it just me and my brain doesn't understand the type of uh, structure of the, the maps? Or is it confusing to other people? Um, I'm normally quite good on these uh, linear path games, but it's messy. You go to a ship called the Sanctuary, and it's not very clear how to continue the path of the game. It's rather disappointing. But, hey, I'm getting the DLCs done before I've done the game. Anyway, as as always, gentlemen, um, thank you for doing the show. You're not stupid. No. (laughs) I I didn't finish Borderlands 3. I I struggled with that game for some reason. Um so I didn't know if I'd like Tiny Tina's, but I don't know, Tina the Tina character is so funny and but uh hopefully I'll like the 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 spin-off coming out here this month, but I didn't finish Borderlands 3 either. I I if I recall, I found kind of the same issue. It's like where am I supposed to go? What am I supposed to do? There was something just something's changed. I feel like in that game that made it a little bit harder to know where to go. Um, I remember at one point talking to comrade, like I, cause she was playing it. I was just like, I'm not sure where I'm supposed to go or what I'm supposed to do next. And, uh, I think she kind of had to help me along. So, um, it, I know in, when you got your, I think if you got, I'm trying to remember back, I know there's always like a a diamond or something showing you where to go, but it could take you the long way there. Um, And I think if you pull up your missions, if you go to your mission list, it should show you a bunch of different things. Um, And I think there's a diamond by the one that's selected. And I, and it should tell you like which land it's in so that you can like fast travel to it. So uh, if you haven't already cat flap, just check your list of missions, um, see what's still available in your primary or main game. One should be listed there. Um, and then just select it if it's not, um, 
and hopefully that'll get you back on track. So I should probably go back and finish that one too. <laughs> it's another, my backlog. So. All right. All right. Let's uh, I think that's it. Yeah. Let's get on with the show. Alrighty. Um, so we got a new update on the dashboard. Um, I actually did mine just came out today. Um, it did it uh, on its own, but uh, just kind of wanted to go through what the March update for your Xbox is all about. So the first one, which I, I like this idea, um, you can pin to the quick resume. Um, now, the, if you're not familiar with quick resume, that's where... Uh, and it does work, does work very well on, especially on single player games, uh, multiplayer, not so much. Um, but like with the Jedi game, Fallen Order, I mean, it, I could just go to the dashboard and leave, or I could shut my Xbox off. And when I came back the next day and like this morning, or when I turned it on, I go launch the game and boom, it, it, it takes me, it took me right back to where I was in the world on, on the planet I was on at the time took me right back there um and just continued so um especially for single player games um this is a great uh feature so if you're going to be playing something for a long period of time and then you can just pin that game so that it stays in the quick resume um if you are this is real helpful to people that play a lot of games because there's i don't know i I don't know how many you can have in there. It used to be a limit. Now it's like, I know there's more. I think it's 12 now. It used to, I think originally it was just a few, like maybe four games. But, you know, if it, they could, your game could go out of that quick resume. Um, so now you can pin it and it'll stay there. So you can pick what you want to be, um, to stay there, uh, which is nice. Um, the Xbox wireless controller, uh, the, the share button has a, uh, you can now remap that. Um, so the share button, it lets you take a screenshot by tapping it or record a video clip by holding it down for a couple of seconds, but you can now customize that, um, to do a wide range of things. Um, so you just got to go to the Xbox accessories app. And that's where you can get the uh, new button mat remaps uh, for that share button. The uh, Wait, there's a share Xbox button. Uh-huh. Yes. Uh-huh. Oh, the latest Xbox controller device firmware is now available on your console or Windows PC. This release includes fixes that update and updates that will deliver imp- performance improvements to Xbox One controllers with Bluetooth support, the Xbox Elite Wireless Controller Series 2, and Xbox Adaptive Controllers. Um, and I know Brun and I, we were talking about this earlier. In the past, like when I turn my uh, my controller on, it'll tell me you got to, you know, you don't have to plug them in anymore. It'll update wirelessly. And it'll tell you, hey, there's an update for your your controller and you know it tells you sit just set it down so it does don't move it during the update so i just set it on my table and i hit a to go um so but you can also go into the devices and accessories area and look to see if the if there's an update 
ready for your device. Uh, there's a new audio setup wizard as well. Um, so if you want to go through that, you can go through that. There's just a new wizard for it. But that's uh, about it. Um, I don't know if you guys have seen or done any of the new features with the new. No. I have not. I've just updated. So. Yeah, I just got mine today, too, and I was in between playing. I, I had walked away and didn't even know my console updated. So I was like, oh, it updated at like 5 o'clock today. So, all right. All right. So who do you guys who do you guys think is the best publisher 2021? I was going to it's, it's funny because I was going to mention this and I'm like, oh, he's already got it in the list. <laughs> well, I already know the answer. Actually, I have uh, the top ten. I have the top ten. But okay, without knowing the answer, would you who would you imagine before you saw the story, who would you think would have been the best publisher of the year last year. See, I would think uh-huh. it would be, I would think it would be Bungie or it would be, what's that Sony studios name? Well, that's, those that, aren't that, publishers. Those are developers. Well, I guess Bungie does publish their own game now, right? See, I, I'm sarcastically saying it's any oh. one that Sony owns. Anything from Sony? Yeah. Well, so yeah. I mean, Sony would have probably been probably one of my top, you know, top guesses if I had to guess. But then I'm trying to think of like what games they released last year. Um, and I know they had like two well, you, exclusives, but other you than have that, to they didn't release a game to be the best publisher. Uh, well, yeah, you got to publish a game. Not, yeah. not in a Sony world, right? Well, no, yeah. no. I mean, no. Because what they would have sold, what they would have published, would have been amazing. Yeah, <laughs> had they done it. <laughs> yeah. All right. No shots fired. <laughs> so, all right, Bron, take it. All right, you got this. So number ten at uh, seventy-five point seven average uh, of games was five hundred five games, which actually makes the racing game that I that I uh, play. Uh, number nine, Electronic Arts at seventy-eight point three. Um, they have a number of great games here too. Like they have a number, and Electronic Arts had one great game. I don't know what constitutes a great game on their list, but uh, number eight. Actually, you know what? If I had to guess when it was going to say number one publisher, and I didn't know the answer, I probably would have said Nintendo. To be honest, um, number seven, Bandai Namco at seventy-eight point five percent, zero great games. Number six is Capcom. At a hundred or at eighty point six uh, average and zero great games. Number five, Bethesda Software Works, uh, eighty point two, uh, zero great games. Uh, number four, Activision Blizzard at eighty point six. Uh, they had one great game. Uh, number three, humble uh, humble games, which does all the humble bundles, I believe. Yeah. yeah, and well, they, they, are they at, publish. Yeah, they, yeah. they're a publisher now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So eighty point nine, and they had zero gate game, great games. Number two is Sony at eighty one point three average, uh, zero great games, and number one uh, is Microsoft at eighty seven point four. They actually, I mean, twelve point 
12 points higher than number 10 and they were over six, you know, 6.1 higher over number two. And they had three great games, which you know, is which more be, than all of the other in the top 10 combined combined. Yeah. yeah. Cause you had death loop, yeah. you had death loop, you had, um, uh, flight sim, flight sim. halo, uh, Psychonauts. Halo, Psychonauts, yeah. Halo multiplayer was a nine. I mean, that's actually four, but I think they counted Halo twice, but or just one time. But yeah, that's Forts, I mean, Forza Horizon five and Age of Empires four. Oh yeah, forgot about. Four. Yeah. So yeah, I'm kind of curious on what their great games were. <laughs> what the number threes were, were, were. I didn't dive into it, but yeah, Microsoft took number well, one now. Uh, flight sim, um, I think your flight sim, your Forza, and um, at least from a Metacritic, were both in the nineties. Yeah, um, and I flight think Halo sim. Infinite. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, see, Halo Infinite was like an eight, is like an eighty-six, because I remember this 87. whole eighty-seven. Okay, because well, because <laughs> I'd have to look. So they're at an eighty-seven. What is for uh, Horizon Forbidden West? Because for some reason, I'm not sure why Horizon Forbidden West and Halo get compared like they're even remotely the close to the same type of game. Well, first of all, Halo came out last year. Yeah. No, for uh, Horizon came out this year. Right. So. Yeah, I but, know, but yeah, it's just that, I think they, I think it's in the 80s as well, right? I'm yeah, it's sure. an 88. It's an 88, and Halo is an 87. Because, I mean, this is just two weeks ago. People talking about how Halo was trash because go what look look Sony's better. Horizons has one point higher. Blah 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 blah. <laughs> and it's funny because then I went and watched this and saw that you know, and they're this is based on Metacritic scores, which I I despise scores. I think we talked about. I mean, I posted a whole thing in there about I think yeah, scores yeah, are yeah. stupid. Um, but the thing is, is now this is also Metacritic that gave put a sh- that put out this thing, and all the people that were saying that Halo is trash because of Metacr- Metacritic and Horizon's better is saying that this these numbers don't matter or mean anything. Sony's actually number one, and I'm just like, they can't give it a damn rest, can they? Like it, the the die the blindness of stuff is the part I think that aggravates me the most. But of course, those are the people that are just like I said. I fanboys a bad term to me. Whatever we we call these individuals who are just idiotic, I guess <laughs> it, it just never surprises. Me. Yes, it, they're hilarious. But yeah, Microsoft's number one. Um, honestly, they'll probably be. If you take Microsoft and Bethesda and put them together, and then Activision, I mean, Microsoft is going yep. to own three of the top five. Yeah. It's only going to get better from here. Yeah. It's just nice to see, you know, oh, Microsoft has no games. Well, we got the games. Well, you don't have any exclusives. Well, we've got the exclusives. We don't have any good games. Well, we've got the best games you know yeah. i mean everything that's thrown out there from the fanboys you know the sony ponies is like nope microsoft is answered and uh 
you know, beating you. And, you know, it's just great news for Xbox gamers. You know, yeah. it's, there's a great content. It absolutely, um, you know, Deathloop is on this list, but we didn't, that's not, that's an Xbox published game, but it was a Sony exclusive for a year. Yeah. So we've got Deathloop coming to us this year. So something that was an 88 Metacritic, we got that still to look forward to. Yeah. You know, and we'll probably get the, you know, enhanced uh, X Series SX versions, game of the year version type of, you know, or whatever, the definitive edition, if you will, because it'll have all the bells and whistles in it as well. Um, this is this is one that like people say, oh, it should have been delayed a year. Well, <laughs> this, this one, you can kind of think about it. This will be that one that came out. It was rated so high. And now we're going to get it a year later and it's just going to be better. <laughs> Deathloop's well, awesome. Rob, Rob's yeah. going to like Deathloop. I mean, because yeah. he likes Arcane as well. Oh, so, I love Arcane. I mean, yeah. Actually, I'm but really Rob looking doesn't play games. I'm looking yeah. forward to it. <laughs> yeah. So, but talking about those scores, you're like, yeah, you did. Because I put it in the group. Like, that was a good article to read. And really, if you think about it with. I mean, 90s aren't good games anymore. It's like when when's it going to when's it ever going to end? And you know, people probably can't like companies probably cancel games or don't publish games now because they look at it like, oh man, on Metacritic, this is probably going to get like a seventy. Like we shouldn't release it, you know, because then it's going to tarnish our name. And it's just like people don't play anything unless it's an eight, and then it's like people don't play anything unless it's a nine, and I guess Sony people don't play anything unless it's a ten. Yeah, you know what I mean. So it's like, when when are we going to stop? Like, are companies only going to release games if they're going to score tens now? <laughs> and what's a ten? Because you just want—I mean, all the all the scores are objective based on who's ranking it. I mean, Elden Ring is getting tens, but I don't know if I would really enjoy Elden Ring, even though it's probably a great game. It probably deserves a ten, but would I give it a ten if I played it? Or somebody gave something a seven, I'd probably give it a nine because they don't like it. And then, of course, right. you know, if it's not a Sony game, then it's getting two points lower than everything else because, you know, those get a two point bump just because they're from Sony. And so it's like, you know, it, it's to the point where scores and stuff like that, it's like, it's probably going to just hurt here before long. Nobody's going to take a risk anymore. And that's what's kind of scary not going to get any well, new that's ip <laughs> that's why it's like too with with a game when it comes out and they won't let the reviewers look at it you know it's like hmm yeah that's there's a problem you know yeah that's a little worse you know oh. so and then you know publishers are are like well you will pay you to rate us a nine or ten or something like that it's that happens we, we've known that's happened in the past because people have left companies because they didn't want their you know to sell their integrity out. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, I just, yeah. I don't pay it much just, attention to scores. I mean, I like watching. I don't I either. Still, I still watch review, like video reviews or read reviews. But then when I look at like, but if you just go to the score and be like, ah, got an eight. Ah, man, never mind. Or, oh, it got a nine. Go watch the GT7 review. Don't It got a nine. But then go listen and read the review and be like, this dude gave it a nine. Like you would think he gave it like a seven and now there's things coming out saying, uh, this is a really good racing game. If it wasn't for the boring 
dialogue, the clunky menus, the blah, blah, blah. It's like a good game wrapped in mundane blah, 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 you know, like other stuff. And if you just went and looked at the score and got it, you'd think that, oh my gosh, this thing got a nine. It's going to be phenomenal. And then you play it and you're like, what in the hell is this? You know, or vice versa. I'm just throwing that as an example. I'm not saying the game's bad or anything. Like, I want to play it, but I can't find a PlayStation. Yeah. <laughs> so. But, yeah. Well, like, I'm looking at the Metacritic for, like, Anthem. Like, I loved Anthem. It's a 65. Yeah. You know, on PC, it's a 59. On PS4, it's a 54. What, what's Battlefield? You know. Which, I mean, Battlefield which got like eights and nines and in, in the in the score, and now it's you know 2042. Yeah. Um for PC it's um it's a 68 on Xbox, it's a 64 and yeah. 63 on PS5. So yeah. So I it just you know you gotta real be cautious. I'm talking about if they get score tens at nine to ten, and for some reason you got the IGN right now. Everything's getting a nine. Like everything gets a nine. And I really, to, they're to the point where I think they do it just to get clicks because most people just go to Twitch or watch a streamer play a game now instead of going to these sites to read these things because it's easier for them just to see it. You know, I don't know if you'll get an it's honest, true. you know, an honest answer out of some of those people. I know the people I watch, I kind of trust to give an honest input into a game. But, you know, you just can't take take everybody's word for everything. So, you kind of have to watch that. Yeah, I mean, I I don't like the numbers. I like to see what the pros and cons are. Mainly, it's like, yeah. you know, are there game-breaking bugs? You know, um that that's more of what's important. Like I like to watch the video reviews as well um, because I can kind of see a bit of the game in here, you know, in a brief moment. And usually when they get to the score, it's like, I don't care. Just give me. And I, one thing I like about IGN is they do, you know, here's the pros and the cons. Yeah. So it's like, okay, I, I think you should just leave it at that. Like, right. Here's the pros and cons. Um, you know, there there's games that, you know, are different people will go into them for different reasons. You know, I like really good gameplay, fun gameplay. Um, you know, uh, the, um, what is the game I'm thinking of? The one that just came out last year that was like my game of the year. Outriders. Uh, out, out, Outriders. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It had a lot of bugs at the beginning, right? I mean, it was pretty brutal, but the game was so fun. The gameplay itself was so good that I stuck with it, you know, because it was such a fun game. You kind of put up with it. Now that's sitting at a 73 right now. I think this game's like freaking nine, nine, five in my book. If I had to put a score on it, I mean, right. this is my game of the year. I absolutely loved outriders. I want more content for it. I will go back because I've just, I've done everything in it. Um, you know, but there's others that it's like the user score is a 7.1. You know, so yeah, scores are subjective to the person. It doesn't, and these people that like, well, how come you didn't give this game? It, it doesn't matter. It right. doesn't matter. Right. Yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't mean you're not going to like the game or, and just because someone gave it a 10 doesn't guarantee that you're going to like the game. So yeah, it it's, it's stupid. Um, 
But then again, with the scores, because there's scores, we have a story like this that Microsoft's best publisher in 2021 based on scores that were applied to the games. Right. And that's why, I, you know, it's like, oh, they're number one. It's like, oh, they're going to have three out of the top five, you know, publishers are going to be Microsoft owned. And it's like, but then the fun part to me is like, even though I kind of saw it and I'm just like, oh, okay. Yeah. Microsoft's number one. This is great. I'm here for the, you know, the, like the meme of the guy eating the popcorn. Like I'm here for the comments, eat the popcorn. Yeah. That's that's the only (laughs) thing that I get it that, you know, the fun part out of that entire article or that that tweet out there is just you know i'm here for you know i'm here for the comments you know because that's that's what it is and and think about think about companies or a developer that makes a fantastic game and gets a 10 what kind of pressure they under now for the next one you know god of war 2018 one probably my game of the year for that year love the game the one new one's coming out might come out this year who knows they're saying it's going to get pushed again right possibly get pushed again what happens if it's not a 10 is it seen as a failure i mean you look at square enix with uh guardians of the galaxy like how the guardians of the galaxy is a failure in the eyes of square enix it didn't it didn't do what they wanted it that what they thought it should have done so it's a failure didn't get tens you know we're here we are making it our game of the month and we're all going to go out there and play it. Rob's actually played it and enjoyed it. Yep. But yet what, what happens next? Like, are they going to be allowed to make another game because they didn't score 10? You know, it's just, it, those are the things that kind of make you worried and people get bonuses based off Metacritic score, which is terrible. That's terrible. All right. I'm sorry. So, do you guys want an Elite Controller 2 in white? Are you buying? I'll no. take one if oh. you're buying. Uh, see, <laughs> unfortunately, no. I'll pass then. <laughs> see, I, I don't buy this. I don't buy into this story. I, I really think this is fake. Um, supposedly, there was a, there's a picture on Twitter, which automatically tells me it's a bunch of crap because everything on Twitter is garbage. Oh, but, um, love Twitter. <laughs> Yeah. So supposedly there's this picture of a white elite controller two sitting in the, in the store, like, uh, on the shelf in the store locked up, you know, it's locked up, but, um, if it was in the store already that Microsoft would have it released, like they would be putting news out about it. I really think this is like a Photoshop type of thing. This is, I really think this is a non-story. I can't believe they would release a white version of this without anything being said anywhere. Yeah. So I, I, I kind of don't believe this, <laughs> but yeah, the story says, you know, if it's coming, that might be, might be out soon or we might hear about it soon. So, but according to the article and what they're seeing in the picture, it looks to be the exact same as the original Series Elite 2, which came out in 2015. It's hard to believe that controller is that old. Um, so we don't know if there, if, if it does exist, if it's going to have any updates or changes. But if this turns out to be true, we will definitely let you know. Um, also, do you guys remember, oh my gosh, years ago, 
there was a game at E3 that was shown off and it was like by Ubisoft and people were going gaga over it and couldn't wait to get their hands on it. This was like Family when game. wasn't this the, when they were doing the uh, Series X announcement? Yes, like, this yeah. is a, pi- a pirate game because it was kind of based off of um, the pirate parts of uh, Assassin's Black Creed. Sea, Assassin's yeah. Creed. Black Assassin's sea, Creed. Right? Yeah, forget what it was called. Skull I, and Bones. Okay, I thought it got canceled. Was it canceled or did they not cancel it? It's supposed to come out like five I thought years it ago. was canceled too. <laughs> However. The article says it's been stuck in development for a long time. However, recent reports have been more positive and now players can go hands on in a limited capacity. So Ubisoft is opening up an insider program for this pirate adventure and applications are live. So if you want to try take a crack at skull and bones, mid development bugs and all, you can go to their signup page. Um, they said that they're, the player pool for this round will be small and that players should expect issues. The main goal, uh, like most early game testing is gather data and feedback for future iterations of the game. So, um, yeah. <laughs> oh, good. So I guess that game it. is, yeah, it's not, not lost and gone forever. Um, and then as we mentioned earlier, uh, in our title keystone, there, someone posted this too. Um, oh, I know his name too. Um, Everett, oh. Everett Star, on our Facebook group. Oh yeah. Um, asked about, hey, have you guys heard about Keystone? And this maybe could this be the next Xbox console? So, the story says that Xbox has been pretty public with its console code names in the past. Durango became the Xbox One. Project Scarlet eventually materialized as Series X. I don't think that's right. Wasn't Scarlet the Xbox One X? I think you're right. Yeah. I think this article's wrong. And it says, so that says a Series X. Microsoft even named the launch Xbox One X after its codename Project Scorpio. Oh, that's the, oh, Scorpio was the One X. Right. Okay. Scorpio. That's right, because there's yeah, that's correct. Because if you open up the Xbox One X and take a look inside, you'll see Master Chief like riding on a scorpion. Oh, okay. That's right. So they got this right. But um, so, anyways, there's in this data mining, um, again, this came from Twitter, so again, <laughs> probably garbage, but there was a, a file data mined by somebody it was discovered that uh, um Xbox keystone uh was listed but there's nothing else found on this product so we don't know if this is something that was something being worked on in the past something that's still to come um i don't know if you guys have heard anything more and what are your guys' thoughts on the keystone i'm looking at what they're showing in there and of course, they got Xbox, Xbox System OS, Game OS, ERAOS, operating systems. They got Durango, Host OS, Scarlet Host OS, and then Keystone. So the only thing about some of these things is, you know, if it's based, if you look at all the other ones that are going through there, 
they don't have OS on them, so I would say maybe it has nothing to do with like Xbox as far as a new Xbox. But Keystone could be anything from their cloud offering to handheld to, I mean, it could be anything. But I would say, I wouldn't say it's the next Xbox because it doesn't match up with a lot of the other things that are in there. But I do see where they're showing it, product Keystone. Yeah. But I mean, heck, it could be, I mean, that could be anything. Thumb drive. Yeah. Yeah. I think it could be maybe their thumb drive. You just think about it like a, um, what's that Google thing you can plug into your TV? Um, yeah. I forgot what it's, I forgot yeah, what no, that's called. Or the Amazon thumb drive. Oh, like you know, a Chromecast? Amazon fire stick. A Chromecast, fire. yeah. Yeah. Or a fire, an Amazon fire stick. You know, you just plug a USB key, essentially. It's got an HDMI on it. You plug it into an HDMI port. Oh, yeah. And there you go. I mean, you have access to it. I mean, I'm still waiting for Xbox to do that. Yeah. And and then because I think they, I think it would make smart because like, you know, supposedly you're going to be able to get cloud on smart TVs, but there's still a lot of people out there that have TVs with HDMI ports that don't have smart TVs. You know, right. I mean, it's probably getting fewer and farther between, but I would love to see. Uh, that thumb drive would be a perfect portable. Take your thumb drive and a, and a controller when you yeah. travel, and then you just stream everything on the TV, plug it into the hotel's, you know, HDMI port, and boom. <laughs> yeah. And Connect to the wireless, and you're off and running. Yeah. The other. Oh, no. For... Oh, the other thing is, I mean, it could be the next Xbox, but to think it might be coming out soon is kind of crazy because the Series X was being built or they were planning and doing that stuff and what it started in 2012 is when they started yeah. building and designing the the Series X. So it was it was being designed and everything before the Xbox because the Xbox one came out when 13 When did the Xbox one come out? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. That's right. 2013. Yeah, 2013. So the, the the Xbox after Xbox One was being designed a year before that release date. <laughs> so um, they're always really ahead when it. So it could well, be anything. It could be too. You know, we don't have a Series X discless version yet. Oh, true. Like the PS5, you part can of get without a disc. So yep. you know, maybe they're going to put a. Because I would have rather have had a discless uh, Series X, to be honest save a few bucks on, on a disc drive. I don't need same Because that, that thing doesn't get used. I don't have any use for it. Um, you know, maybe they can make it a little smaller and still have the power of the X. That would be nice. Cool. So a lot of things it could be, but we don't know. We're speculating. Yep. Um, all right. You guys have anything else you want to talk about? Yeah. What games are coming out? For the week of March 7th through the 11th, we got a, a couple of things here. And you know what, guys? I'm just going to read this whole list myself. Okay. Yeah. Woohoo! <laughs> 
So for the uh, Commodore VIC-20, we have Dawn of the... No. These are <laughs> all Xbox that games, yes. Dawn of the Monsters, March 8th. I have no idea what I'm looking at here. Is that, uh, is that, that what, Spawn, Wolverine, whatever? No. The side-scrolling kaiju beat-em-up. Yeah, yeah, it's a fighting game. Kaiju That's being like Godzilla. Big monsters, yeah. 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 <laughs> Uh, then we have Splash Cars. It's a isometric 3D driving game, but it looks like what, Splatoon with cars, maybe? I don't know. Aztec Forgotten Gods on March 10th. This is uh, an action adventure. Looks interesting. Uh, Dungeon Color, March 10th. Otherwise known as Dungeon Collar. It's a puzzle game where you switch between (laughs) flames to achieve the rainbow flame in each room. Okay. Hotel Transylvania Scary Tale Adventures on March 10th. The Last Cube. Where do they get this stuff? It's a 3D puzzle in diverse, colorful environments. Radioactive Dwarves. Actually, no. Dwarfs. With an F, not a V. Evil from the Sewers, March 10th. Now, this is like Commodore 64. <laughs> for sure. It's a retro action game. Top down. I have no words for this one. Oh, Retro Pixel Racers. Where do they get these games? Like, it's a... They're retro. Yeah, top-down arcade driving game. It looks like, remember that Super Sprint game that these used yes, to have in arcade? Yeah, that's what I was thinking of. Yeah. Yep. Except the tracks aren't as nice. Uh, RPG Time, The Legend of Right. Oh, I, this looks familiar. This one actually might be decent. It was like a hand-drawn game. Uh it's RPG time. Play an RPG that's hand, yeah, hand drawn by somebody named Kenta that drew it all in their notebook. So this one might be interesting. Submerged, Hidden Depths. Oh, Submerged. I remember that game. I don't think I liked it too much or something. Maybe it was frustrating. But anyway, this is a um, oh, it's a sequel or something to it. I don't know. It's a non-combat third-person relaxploration adventure. Ugh. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, like that one relaxing game that wasn't a game that came out a couple weeks ago. Remember where you build like the towers? Town Skeeper? Yeah, oh, yeah. You drop like the, the buildings in the water and then yeah, yep. whatever. Time Loader, March 10th. It's a story-driven puzzle platformer set in the 90s. WWE 2K22 on March 11th. Get your wrestling on. And Young Souls, March 10th. This one is on Game Pass and Game Pass PC. It's a 2D brawler uh, with a story-rich action RPG. Cosmos bit on March 11th. Now this one's more like Vic 20. 
Uh, it's an eight bit game made like eighties and nineties. Way too much credit. Yeah. Is that Kubert's cousin? Yeah. <laughs> it Maybe. looks like it looks like a Kubert, right? It's like yeah. It's, like back in the day, you used to have like magazines, like Computes Gazette, where you yeah. type in games. Like you get all the like the code for it, and you spend like hours typing it in, and then you get your free <laughs> game. This would be almost like if, that if it worked. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, those good times. So that's it. That's it for uh, for this week. Thanks. Learned your lesson for the music. Yeah. Anything else, or are we going to close it out? Close it out. All right. I'm out. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. This is episode 646. My name is Rob, also known as Prestar. Catch you all next week. And I'm Brun, BJ Swick 33. Have a good night. I'm Mark, AK Wingman 709, taking off. <laughs>